When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. 70 a.m. The Zone. He takes being called a pig as a compliment because he knows that they're smarter than most dogs and people. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Josh Scramlin. Hey, good morning to you. And today is a very special day because March 23rd is actually National Ag Day. So for those of you in our audience that are very avid listeners and for those of us here at the Midwest Farm Report, it's exciting to have a day like this that recognizes all of the amazing producers and farmers and everybody in the food supply chain all across the country. But as we know, this is nothing new for us. This is what we do every single day. So in honor of National Ag Day, we've got a really good show for you this morning. At the end of the show, we're going to be hearing from market advisor John Heinberg. There's a whole lot of movement in the markets, and we're going to be talking to him about everything from the recent corn purchases made by China to the quarterly hogs and pigs report and anything else that he is seeing that he thinks that you should know about. Pam Yonke is going to join us a couple times this morning. She's going to bring us a story about a podcast that focuses on odd crops. Crops, rare crops, things that may not necessarily come to mind and maybe crops you've never even heard of. That's something that UW Extension is doing, so we'll hear from her momentarily. And while I've got you, I can't emphasize enough how much I'd like you to sign up to become a volunteer rainfall reporter for the National Weather Service. It is super simple. All you have to do is go to cocoraz.org to sign up. It's free, and it's a way to ensure a more accurate forecast for Wisconsin farmers. That's C-O-C-O-R-A-H-S dot O-R-G. Again, my name is Josh Scramlin, and the Midwest Farm Report returns in just a moment. Can't get enough farm news? The stories you hear and more 24-7 at MidwestFarmReport.com. Stay tuned as we'll be right back. We're on mutual assurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. As a proud sponsor of the WIAA, Rural Mutual roots for all of Wisconsin student-athletes. Whether they're a hometown hero or they dream of the national spotlight, sportsmanship keeps Wisconsin strong. Visit RuralMutual.com slash WIAA to learn more about how they support high school athletics. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's the grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for money-saving member benefits, like savings on select cat equipment and more. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, a vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Farmers understand the power and the value of the sun. They understand return on investment. Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. This is an opportunity to get rid of that energy bill. Farmers understand taking expenses away. They they just get it. It's the difference between renting and owning. You are renting your energy currently, okay? Own your energy. It's a no-brainer. You are going to have that energy bill. You're going to. It's a known expense that every farm has. Put a solar field in, put a solar system in, and now make your own energy. It's a business decision, just another opportunity for them to look for that power and that value. You should reach out to us, and we will come out to look at your farm for a very specialized, specific quote for you. Even powering your whole farm, you can harvest enough sunlight to have a $0 energy bill. 
Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com to start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. Modern technology allows us to access information in a lot of different ways. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. And podcasting is becoming very, very popular. And uh, Pam, those podcasts are a lot to do with agriculture as well. Sure can be, Bob. Fabulous farm by Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And you know what? Um, a lot of our university extension staff, because of the pandemic, have been forced to really stay home. Uh, no meetings, uh, no face-to-face instruction. A lot of things have changed in their world. But they still want to make sure they're making an impact on people that need them on their community. And let's face it, in light of the pandemic, a lot of us are learning about a lot of different things in a lot of different ways. George Kep is the extension educator in Columbia County. He started talking with other extension staff that were getting a little frustrated at not being able to hold those meetings, not being able to attend events, not being able to be a part of panels for groups that were getting together. And they decided that one thing they could do was pull their resources together and focus in on agriculture not normally discussed, crops you and I don't think about, uh, Different uh, things like edible flowers and lavender that are grown in the state, but not many people pay attention to it. George Kep said that inspired them to collaborate as a group and put together a podcast called The Cutting Edge. This was uh, last year. You know, as we got into shutdown, UW Extension, a few of us ag educators from around the state got together and thought, well, what's another way that we can help farmers out? Think about some different crops that are out there. Some of them have been around for a long time, but uh, many of them, not too many people are involved in yet, but it might be another way for them to uh, find some income on and around their farm. Well, and judging by the crops that I'm looking at, it could also be very entertaining and informing for just about anybody. You're focused in on hazelnut, malting barley, lavender. My goodness, how did you find resources to tackle those subjects? Well, what we've done is most of us, as we sit and and think about things long enough, all of a sudden you realize there are some operations in your county, in your near area, that you've seen that are not the normal, but these people seem to be doing a pretty cool job of what they're doing. They've found their niche, their interest, their passion, and uh, so we started interviewing them, and then we uh, work with it so that we find out, okay... So where did you get your information from? And come to find out, most often they've been dealing with a university, maybe not necessarily Wisconsin right off the bat, but uh, in some of our near areas, uh, Michigan, Michigan State University, or they've dealt with uh, uh, University of Minnesota. And so we find that most of these characters do have a strong uh, data background with one of the, the land-grant universities. What about their agriculture background, George? Uh, for some of these items, I'm curious if they come from an agriculture background or maybe we're intrigued into it as a second career, per se? Well, that's that's very true. Some of them were that way. And, and so we do ask those questions in our podcast, too. You know, how did you get involved in this? What was your background? Did you grow up on a farm or did you just finally find some interest and maybe did a little gardening? And sometimes it was, it was grandma who kind of gave them that interest and growing plants and doing stuff. And then they have other things about being involved in nature and that sort of stuff. So can be a lot of different reasons that people get into some of these different agricultural options. 
George Kipps along with us, one of the University Extension staff members that's kind of collaborated and put together something they're called Cutting Edge, a podcast that looks at new crops that you could consider for Wisconsin. Now, George, you're not horning in on the farm babes territory, though, are you? No, ma'am. No, <laughs> we're just trying to give you some more ideas and maybe find right. out what other ideas are people interested in and they would like us to do a little bit of a research and uh, pull up a podcast for them to learn about that business and consider, is it a fit for them? You know, you know, that's just it, George. The more you talk with these folks, the more you find out just how how complicated some of these things can be. If you're a traditional corn bean person, I bet even you've been learning something, learning about these other crops. Oh, absolutely. You know, as we, we talked with the lady about lavender here near the area, um, you know, she ordered 200 plants. Somehow she got roped into it and ended up with 2,000, you know. That's quite a difference, you know. It's just off by one zero, but it still does make quite a difference. And so uh, they, they learn through tough times, too. But we're trying to help people not have to relearn those lessons. Right, right. How can people subscribe to the podcast, George? How often are you guys generating this new information? We're, we're trying to get a, a new podcast out there about every three weeks or so, um, and it's, it's found right on the, the University of Wisconsin Extension website through our Crops and Soils program. Um, if you just Google Extension, um, Cutting Edge, you should be able to, to get there. How long are the programs generally running? Typically, they're about 45 minutes. We don't like them to go over an hour because um, people lose interest when they get too long. Um, some of them are a little bit shorter. Sometimes we put them in, in two different sessions, so there'll be a part one and a part two. Um, and we try to get into the marketing aspect. Okay, so you do start this business. How do you market it? And in many cases, as ag educators, we encourage people to think about that marketing thing even before you get into it. Where are you going to sell your crop? How are you going to make money with this, this adventure? Have any of them expressed much uh, information about how they've managed through the pandemic, George? Uh, most of them have been kind of plugging along, you know. Um, even with the, the, the lavender and the saffron sales, most of them have found a way to, to keep that going. Um, not easy, but, uh, you know, a lot of their sales are online to begin with. So um, that doesn't hurt them quite as much when that's kind of the way you're you're managing and selling your product anyway. George Kepps along with us, one of the University Extension staff that's put together a new podcast that you might want to subscribe to even if you're not a farmer. Uh, Pick up some interesting tidbits about other crops that can be grown in Wisconsin. I mentioned before, cut flowers, lavender, elderberries, malting barley, chestnuts, a lot of different items that are already in their library, and you can find it on the University of Wisconsin Extension website. Just search for Cutting Edge. What kind of shows do you have lined up next, uh, George? Do you have a pretty good agenda, pretty good list to uh, go back to? Oh, we're working on, we've got uh, mushrooms coming up here in the next month or so. Um Gosh, uh, that that's the hard part. You know, it can change very quickly if all of a sudden we find an individual that has a niche and they're willing to share some information with us, and we put them on. What if somebody's listening and says, hey, I've got something kind of interesting that you might be curious about. How can they contact you, George? Well, they can contact any one of us that are on the team, Jason Fishbach from up north, Kyle Dooley of Buffalo County, uh, myself in Columbia County, Ashley Olson over at Vernon. 
Jerry Clark up in Chippewa County and Evan Hamthorne and Adams or Lena Voss from Juno Sox. So they can contact their local extension office and ask to get in touch with one of us that are on the cutting edge team. All right. Very good. That's another audio option for you folks to learn a little more about other crops that we don't tor- normally talk about when it comes to Wisconsin agriculture, but are still intriguing all the way around. George Kep, one of those collaborators working on a brand new University Extension Wisconsin podcast, The Cutting Edge. Look for it and download it today. Sign up for the regular podcast delivery and you won't even have to work that hard when they generate a next one. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. Wondering what the weather is going to be like today? Ag meteorologist Stu Muck will join us in moments right here on the Midwest Farm Report. You rarely think about it, and it often goes unnoticed until your basement or building floods. A reliable sump pump can be a lifesaver, preventing flooding by detecting water levels and pumping the water back outside, away from your home or business. If your sump pump isn't functioning, contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. They can replace your existing sump pump, floats, and check valves. They'll even upgrade your current system to include a battery backup system. The battery makes sure your system continues to work in the event of a power outage. Away from home? Receive pump activation alerts on your smart device. Enjoy peace of mind and improve the value of your property with an upgraded sump pump from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Looking for that unique, one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers. He takes being called a pig as a compliment because he knows that they're smarter than most dogs and people. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Josh Scramlin. Happy National Ag Day to you. We're going to be celebrating all morning long here on the Midwest Farm Report. And you know what time it is. It's time to bring in ag meteorologist Stu Muck. So, Stu, uh, here in Madison where I'm at, saw a little bit of rain yesterday. And just kind of looking at the radar, it doesn't look like uh, anybody's going to be staying dry over the next day or so. No, there's going to be more rain out there, Josh, no doubt about it. Not a whole lot of rain to report. I have lacrosse with three hundredths of an inch, and nobody else, even airports, has really reported much across southern Wisconsin. So it was just that, some very light activity. But a low-pressure system is trying to push north up into Kansas today. That cool front that was dropping into Wisconsin yesterday, now a warm front pushing northwest away from the state. 
and it's up along that boundary now that we see the precipitation, the rain that extends from northeast to northwest Wisconsin and across central and southwest Minnesota, back into uh, South Dakota, Nebraska, western Iowa. We'll watch that low push northeast out of Kansas. It's going to head up toward western Wisconsin. It's as that low pushes further north that the rain chance will increase again here today. Oh, I'd expect toward late afternoon and evening when showers and even a few thunderstorms develop, the rain chance lasts into the nighttime, and there may still be scattered showers around into the day Wednesday. Maybe not as much rain as we've been talking about, but nonetheless, we are going to have I guess we'll call it beneficial rains. It's been a little dry here in March. So if we talk about some quarter to half inch amounts of rain, that's not a bad thing to think about. And as we've been working that frost out of the soil pretty uh, solidly here for a while, that rain stands a chance to actually soak in and do us some good. Temperature still very mild today, cooling some for Wednesday and Thursday. Nothing drastic. Still at its coolest here Thursday or Friday will be at or a little bit above normal in the upper 40s. So no major cooling. There'll be another chance of some rain again as we look on toward later Thursday or into the day Friday. I don't expect that to be a very heavy rainfall either. A little more soaking rain that'll do us good in the long run. That's how things should work out here even toward the end of the week. I'll have our forecast details right after this. Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. As a proud sponsor of the WIAA, Rural Mutual roots for all of Wisconsin student-athletes. Whether they're a hometown hero or they dream of the national spotlight, sportsmanship keeps Wisconsin strong. Visit RuralMutual.com WIAA to learn more about how they support high school athletics. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's the grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for money-saving member benefits, like savings on select Case IH equipment and more. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, a vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. It's Josh Scramlin for the Midwest Farm Report on a Tuesday morning. Stick around because we're going to be hearing from market advisor John Heinberg with Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson out of West Bend. He's going to be joining us in the next half hour. Right now, I've got ag meteorologist Stu Muck along with us. So, Stu, it's feeling very springy the last couple of days. and are, Is that going to continue? I think it will. A little cool down here Thursday or Friday, Josh, but there's nothing drastic so that That spring condition holds on. How about that? Today, I'd look for cloudy skies and some showers, maybe even a thunderstorm developing by later today. Now look for a daytime high closer to 60 for all of us with the southeast winds 5 to 15, gusting near 25. Cloudy skies, showers, could be thunderstorms in the south yet into the nighttime. Quarter to half inch amounts of rain, a little heavier at La Crosse and Mauston, maybe near three quarters, but that's about it. Nighttime lows just in the upper 40s. Southeast winds 5 to 15. Cloudy skies Wednesday. A little scattered shower activity ending through the day. We'll still be in the mid 50s. South winds 10 to 20, gusting to 30. Thursday, partly sunny. Could be some rain again later in the day in the upper 40s for highs. Those upper 40s with a little rain on Friday, Josh. And then, believe it or not, it warms up a little bit in the weekend. All right. Well, we will talk with you about that tomorrow. Same time, same place, okay? 
Sounds good. Have a great day. Yep, you as well. Catch you later. That is Ag Meteorologist Stu Muck. Just looking at some current conditions around the state real quick. It's 46 and cloudy in Shano. It's 43 in partly cloudy skies in Whitewater. It is 43 and clear in Mauston. 45 and mostly clear skies in Oshkosh. And it is 46 and mostly cloudy in Wausau. Remember to get more ag news by going to MidwestFarmReport.com. And for the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Prairie exterior, now that's impressive. The roofing, gutter, siding, and window team transform the look of your home. Superior service without compromising. Online at PrairieExteriors.com. Prairie Exterior, now that's impressive. Looking for that unique, one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers. Compere Financial helped us get into our forever home. They helped me expand more than acreage. And helped our dairy grow for the next generation. At Compure Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our focus on exceptional client experience is at the heart of everything we do. And our financial team will help make every step easy and convenient. See why our clients trust us to make their goals possible. Compure Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. And MLS number 619731, copyright 2021, all rights reserved. Educated Mortgage, the smartest way home. Mortgage Man. Often the road to home ownership can be uncertain, but by choosing the right mortgage company, you'll quickly get on the right path. I will make sure you have the best mortgage loan, the best interest rate, and lowest closing costs. You'll get the knowledge you need to feel comfortable about your buying decision. Educated Mortgage, the smartest way home. Call Dan, the Mortgage Man. And MLS number 222-652. Are you one of the 100 million Americans that suffer from chronic pain? Hi, my name is Tim O'Brien, owner of The Healthy Place. I want you to know about a natural alternative called Cura Relief. Inflammation is the root of your pain. Nutrients in Cura Relief like Bospir and BCM Curcumin are two of the most therapeutic anti-inflammatories on the globe. 9 out of 10 people feel a difference in less than 45 minutes. No matter what kind of pain you have, back pain, muscle pain, joint pain, arthritis... I am on a mission to educate the community on natural alternatives that work. For less than $2 per day, you can stop the pain and the drugs naturally with Cura Relief. Come on over to any of our four locations for in-store shopping or curbside pickup. Or stay home and take advantage of our same-day delivery in Dane County. Free shipping, live chat feature on our website, and phone consultations. 
Stop in or check us out online at findyourhealthyplace.com. The Healthy Place. Attorney advisement from Longo Legal PLLC. Attention farmers. Recent studies have linked the commercial herbicide Paraquat with a significant increase in Parkinson's disease. If you or a loved one were exposed to Gramoxone or any other Paraquat-containing herbicides at work or on a farm and then developed Parkinson's disease, you may be entitled to financial compensation and you have the right to take action. Call Longo Legal today for a free consultation. 844-900-DRUG. That's 844-900-DRUG. Non-attorney spokesperson. So Susan came over, and the first thing she says is, this whole room looks completely different. Okay, that wasn't the first thing Susan said. She gossiped about Linda, but I didn't get involved. So I say, yes, the whole room. I mean, if Susan is going to gossip, I'll give her something to gossip about. And she goes, I can't believe it. Okay, truth bomb. All I did was add accessories from Lazy Boy. So Susan unloads and says she could never do something so amazing. And I think to myself, all right, maybe you exaggerated too much. Let her in on it. Truth is, Susan, I went to Lazy Boy and picked up a few items. Their interior designers show you how an area rug here and a couple of side tables there can change a whole room. And she headed to Lazy Boy. She better not blab this to Linda. Just a few accessories from Lazy Boy makes the difference. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy home furnishings and decor. Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. My question, though, Zach, is how the Big Ten doing with the, their uh, display in uh, March Madness? Oof. Uh, the great thing about Wisconsin losing, if there is a great thing about it, is that on the same day they lost, Illinois' mm. you know, perhaps a once-in-a-generation team for them mm. lost as well. And so, you know, as bad as you know, Badger fans feel, do you feel worse than Illinois fans? Do you the... feel worse than Rutgers fans? Oof. Blowing the late lead. They blew like, it, dude. Like, I mean, of all the Big Ten teams that have lost... Do you feel worse than Ohio State fans? Right. Or Purdue fans. Or Purdue like fans. All, all the teams, even Michigan State, I mean, like, I guess Michigan State fans probably aren't feeling that they were not probably expecting too much, and I don't think Wisconsin <laughs> fans were expecting too much. But every everyone, other, all these other teams, oof, ouch. Oof, oof And it's probably not going to get a whole lot better. Zach, um, I, you know, I, I want to recap a little bit Friday, then move into what happened yesterday, because mm-hmm. Friday was, wow, that was incredible. That's the team that we all thought maybe Wisconsin could be. Um, just, you know, talk about the highs of the highs of taking down Roy Williams in North Carolina. How special was that game for all those guys? Wow, it had to be amazing. It had to have been exactly what you were hoping for pretty much this entire year. Not, obviously, Brad Davis scoring 29 points um, and just throwing up threes and going then mm-hmm. going down, but... Mm-hmm. It was it was a really really good effort on both ends of the floor. It was consistency. It was a forty minute game that we hadn't seen all year from these guys, um, and it was clearly their most complete game of the year. I mean, they had a few defensive breakdowns in the beginning of the second half that allowed North Carolina to to get some points, but they answered every one of those points at the other end. Like it felt like North Carolina was scoring every single possession, and they went to the first timeout, and they were Wisconsin was still up sixteen. So yeah, no, it was as good of an effort as I can remember in an NCAA tournament game for the last, probably since that 2014-2015 season, just in terms of uh, putting everything together. Yeah, it was magical. It was, uh, I'm like, this is what I've been waiting for all season. Like, finally, I get a, a complete game that looked like that team, you know, last year that stormed back to win the Big Ten. So, Zach, then we go to Sunday against the Baylor Bears, and I thought to myself, you know, 
I don't know if Wisconsin will play like they did against North Carolina, but obviously you're going to have to play a good game against the, the number one seed, the Baylor Bears, who are, uh, man, they're an athletic team. Wisconsin didn't play a bad game. It's just, no. I think Baylor's just better. Baylor's clearly a lot better. They're 24-2 and two for a reason. Um, and, you know, Wisconsin, again, yeah, you're right, they didn't play horribly. I mean, I, I thought they actually played pretty well, especially offensively. I mean, you hold, you shoot 45%. Until the last minute, they were shooting over 40% from three. And, uh, you know, that was that's great. But then you go on down the stack sheet a little bit, mm. and you go past assists, and you go past steals, and you go past blocks, and you hit turnovers. Mm. And you see 14. Mm. And then you go and look at the advanced, you go look at some other stats and see that Baylor turned that into 16 points. The margin of victory for Baylor, 13 points. So you can't. If you're going to beat a Baylor team, if you're going to beat that kind of Baylor team, you can't turn the ball over 14 times. It's why Baylor's been so good this year. They, they force turnovers like nobody else. And uh, Wisconsin had been so good at not turning the ball over. But that first half was just, oof. Uh, nine, nine of those turnovers came in the first half, and Baylor just took advantage of them. That's what's going to happen when you're playing against a good team. You can't do that. And I, I thought, I, it's, obviously Wisconsin fought back, right? They got to within seven a couple yeah, times in the yeah. second half, but I felt like that three-pointer at the end of the first half really, really <laughs> yeah. took some wind out of the shells because they hit the three to make it a ten-point game. You haven't played that great, but you're only down by ten, and then they hit that three. And, yeah, yeah, that was that so, was that left the bad taste in, my, in your mouth when you went to the locker room. Just, ah. Yeah. Zach, so we've had some callers call in, very, very spirited discussions today, and I'm sure it will continue on this week and, you know, moving forward about, you know, everyone, it's a matchup problem. It was a matchup problem for Wisconsin. They didn't match up well against Baylor. And then people are like, I'm sick of hearing that excuse because how does, how does Oral Roberts match up with an Ohio State, with a Florida, and now with an Arkansas, you know, as they're in the Sweet 16? How does a 15 seed like Oral Roberts match up with someone? How does a Loyola of Chicago match up? With like an Illinois and still take them down, you know. Like people are like, well, well go ahead, sir. No, no, I was just gonna say, I was gonna finish the uh, the the matchup problem. Like they just were, like, how do you explain it? Because people are like, oh, I'm sick of the matchup problem excuse. Well, it's it's kind of funny because you ask anybody who um, covers college basketball, like uh, the NCAA tournament, it's usually not about who's better. It's usually about matchups. Yeah, it's usually about who you get matched up with. And uh, Baylor was a horrible matchup for Wisconsin. I don't. I mean, teams guard teams that have the ability to beat you off the dribble every single time down. It's going to be a problem. And Baylor has the guards had the guards to do that. Wisconsin, frankly, not athletic enough uh, at the guard spot to stay in front of guys. When asked to name his favorite family members, he asks if the animals in the barn count. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Josh Scramlin. We'll get to your agribusiness news momentarily, but first let's go ahead and take a look at what happened on this day in history. It was on this day in 2011, which is hard to believe that was already 10 years ago, that Elizabeth Taylor, who was one of the biggest icons in Hollywood, died at the age of 79. She won two Academy Awards, was synonymous with Hollywood glamour, and she appeared in more than 50 films. So this day, back in 2011, Liz Taylor passed away. And then I just mentioned the Academy Awards. Let's keep with that. It was on this day in 1998 that the movie Titanic won 11 Oscars. The film, which was directed by James Cameron, had went into the show, tying the record for most Oscar nominations, went in with 14, only lost three, and won the other 11 Oscar awards that night. And then one more for you, because I I think this one's pretty interesting. It was on March 23rd, 1839, that the word OK 
entered the national vernacular. It's weird today to think that there was a time on this earth where you didn't just say, okay. And even though the word had kind of been kicking around a little bit, O period, K period, it was first published in the Boston Morning Post on this day in 1839. What it was meant to be was an abbreviation for all correct, O-L-L, K-O-R-R-E-C-T, and that was a popular slang misspelling of the term all correct. Fast forward a few years, here we are in 2021 and using the word okay each and every day. And now you know. Again, my name is Josh Scramlin, and right now I am sitting behind the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk taking a look at what is happening in your world on a Tuesday. Just about a year ago when the pandemic first began, there were people trying to figure out ways to keep their sanity and occupy some time. And what we found is that a lot of folks were actually purchasing chicks from their local hatcheries and starting backyard chicken coops. So is that still going on a year later? For this one, I'm going to pass it along to Farm Director Pam Yonke. Pam? It looks like people still have passion for backyard birding in pandemic 2021. Just ask Nick Lewandowski from Sunnyside Hatchery in Beaver Dam. They're busy. Sure. Well, things, uh, Pam, are off to the races once again. Um, Last spring, like you had mentioned, the pandemic struck, and people were clamoring to get their hands on whatever chicks they possibly could. And it was a great year to be a part of the hatchery business. And, um, you know, we, we filled a lot of orders last year. Uh, we also shorted a lot. And a lot of folks that were, you know, had uh, ordered um, in the past, you know, would give themselves a few, two, three weeks, maybe a month in advance uh, ahead of their chick delivery. They'd give us a call, say in July, say I want my birds in August. Uh, they'd order their 100, or 100 meat birds or their 50 lang pullets, and we would, able, we would be able to fill that no problem. Uh, last year was a different story. Uh, once the pandemic hit, our inventories disappeared over the course of just a few weeks. I think you know, once the general population felt that you know, COVID was here to stay for the foreseeable future, I'd say right around the 1st of April, um, the phones were ringing off the hook. You know, people were staying home, kids were out of school, and what better way to fill that void than with some backyard poultry? So we, um, like I said, we had a banner year last year with, with orders, and uh, some of our longtime customers uh, kind of got left out in the cold uh, when they, you know, made their, their call three, four weeks ahead of their anticipated delivery date, uh, only to find out that, you know, we were sold out months in advance. Mm-hmm. So 2021's kind of picked up picked up where 2020 left off. And a lot of those folks who were hoping to get birds at the end of last summer, beginning of last fall, are the first ones now in line to get (laughs) birds in March. So uh, last year, before this pandemic became a reality, we kind of started the season early March, about this time, kind of sluggishly, depending on that day's weather. People sometimes... (laughs) you had a really tough winter day, the phones wouldn't ring. You know, if we have that first glimpse of spring, the phones would be, you know, ringing off the hook and uh, we'd be moving a few more birds. But, you know, for the first month last year, it was, a, it was pretty much par for the course as normal marches are. Uh, but this year, March, like I said, that, that uh, interest in birds from last um, summer and fall has now carried over into 
this spring, and uh, things are just disappearing really, really quickly. Nick Lewandowski with Sunnyside Hatchery in Beaver Dam. So if you're still thinking about backyard birding in 2021, get your order in today. All right, Pam, thank you so much for that. Let's move from chickens to hogs. The USDA is going to release their very highly anticipated quarterly hogs and pigs report this Thursday. And Steve Meyer, who is a livestock economist, says producers will be watching for three things. The size of the market herd, demand for pork, and the pigs per litter figure. And he leads off with the attention to the market herd size. I think critical, obviously, right now is going to be what is the size of the market herd. There's been so much uncertainty about that over the last 12 months with uh, animals backed up with euthanasia, pigs, with a number of things. So I think we have to watch that pretty closely. Um, you know, I, I think we're going to have a slightly larger market herd than we did a year ago. Some others have already been uh, noted to be underneath that number. Uh, but that's going to be critical as we go into the summer uh, because that determines the market hog supply that's going to be there. But Meyer says the most important number in the report will be the pigs per litter figure. And he reminds producers that the litter size this quarter won't impact marketings until June, July, and August. Last year, we were basically flat on pigs per litter. That kind of defies the pattern of the last 10 years when we've grown between one and one and a half percent per year on pigs per litter. Uh, without any growth last year. And that was because, in my opinion, of management decisions. And so uh, I think that flat litter size last year was management-driven, not genetics-driven or health-driven. That's livestock economist Steve Meyer. And a lot of eyes are going to be on the quarterly hogs and pigs report when it is released by the USDA this upcoming Thursday. From the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, I'm Josh Scramlin. Wondering where you can hear how milk contracts are doing at this time of day? Wonder no more. The Midwest Farm Report will be back with a market update in just moments. Compere Financial helped us get into our forever home. They helped me expand more than acreage. And helped our dairy grow for the next generation. At Compere Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our focus on exceptional client experience is at the heart of everything we do. And our financial team will help make every step easy and convenient. See why our clients trust us to make their goals possible. Compure Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. And MLS number 619731, copyright 2021, all rights reserved. Hey, could you stop in at the FSA office and turn in our 2021 Planted Acres report when you're in town? Yeah, uh, uh, when? Before five? In between work? Dropping the kids off? Picking up that part you needed? And stopping to grab the mineral mix you ordered from the feed mill? <sighs> what if they have questions? They won't have any questions. It's all right here. See the red lines? Oh, yeah. The red Sharpie on the gray blobs are supposed to be which fields? There has to be a better way. It is 2021, after all. Have you checked out TopCon's data management platform, TAP? I heard you could submit your planted acres report right from your computer. But we don't have any TopCon gear in our tractors. I heard you don't need any, and signing up is free. You can submit your 2021 Planted Acres report electronically using TAP and My Egg Data. Sign up is free, and TAP can handle your planting data from any of the major planter solutions available. Learn more at www.cropreporting.com. 
boost agriculture production in 2021 by optimizing operations with Focus on Energy. Focus on Energy partners with Wisconsin Utilities to offer farmers the resources to identify energy efficiency upgrades and cash incentives to make it happen. Get started today by contacting your energy advisor. Call 888-623-2146 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on Energy, helping farmers grow since 2001. A man that knows any food tastes better when deep fried and served on a stick. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Josh Scramlin. Stick around because in just a few short moments, market advisor John Heinberg from Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend will be joining us. And now let's take a look at your opening markets from the Chicago Board of Trade. Cash corn is going to open up at 549. That's down eight and three quarters of a cent. And new crop corn is going to begin the day at 468 flat. That is down three and a half cents. Cash beans are going to be in the green. They're at 1417 and a half. That's up one and a quarter. But new crop beans are in the red, down four pennies at 1216 even. As for wheat. May wheat is at 627 and a quarter. That is up a quarter of a cent. And September wheat is at 618 and three quarters of a cent. That is down three quarters of a penny. Let's move along to your class three fluid milk contracts. April milk is down 20 cents at 1682 and May milk is down 22 cents at 1756. Like I said before, we have market advisor John Heinberg out of West Bend joining us in just a few moments. We're going to be talking about everything such as the latest cattle report to what's happening in China with African swine fever, all of that and so much more is straight ahead. Looking for that unique one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers. Educated Interest rates are at all-time lows, and home equity is at all-time highs. You know what that means? You can save big money by refinancing your mortgage loan. Whether you want to just save a few hundred dollars a month, consolidate some debt, or get money for home improvements, now's the time to call me. Educated Mortgage, the Mortgage Man. NMLS number 222-652. When's the last time you reviewed your motorcycle insurance policy? You should call Prairie Land Insurance. When other companies offer you only one solution, Madison's Prairie Land Insurance Agency offers you a wide array of personalized, affordable options. Is your current policy really the best? Talk to Prairie Land Insurance Agency, your local, independent, home and auto insurance agency. For your free insurance review, call 251-3009, Prairie Land Insurance Agency. Our best is the very least we can do. He can smell fried cheese curds from 15 miles away. 
This is the Midwest Farm Report with Josh Scramlin. Happy National Ag Day to you. We're going to be talking about everything that has to do with farming in the next seven minutes because we're bringing in market advisor John Heinberg with Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson out of West Bend. So, John, let's dive right into it and start with livestock. The cattle market had its latest cattle on feed report just this past Friday. What exactly did we see there? Well, numbers kind of came in relatively in line with expectations. Overall, fairly neutral, and especially with the market kind of taking a pretty big hit on Thursday. We priced in a lot of the uh, neg- any negative news that felt like it came at us. One thing that did come out and that was very noticeable, we did see total cattle on feed uh, as of March 1st uh, again uh, at 102% of last year. So that's still uh, showing that we got a decent amount of supply. It's actually the second largest number on record since they started doing uh, tracking those numbers back to uh, 1996, I believe it is. But anyway, with that, we got about 12 million head on cattle. The majority of that is still heavier weight cattle. The cattle that's been on feed for 150 days plus or 120 days plus. And that's what's really been keeping pressure on the cash market here over the last handful of weeks. So that's uh, still something we got to continue to work through. Now we're starting to get a little bit, little bit of cash optimism maybe towards the end of last week and you know keep hearing some talk that packers are looking for cattle the production the weights are down in terms of carcasses so that tightens up the supply and the demand has been very very good so you know maybe we're at a bit of a turning point we've still got a few more weeks to work through this cattle but i'm looking forward to the the grilling demand season and uh you know things getting a little bit more active on the demand front as we turn into warmer weather absolutely and then it, it, i was just talking about this a few minutes ago uh in the morning show here the hog market is anticipating that hogs and pigs report so that's a quarterly report and the biggest things you're watching out for as uh thursday is when it comes out right Correct. Yeah. Thursday the 25th, that comes out again after the market closes. We'll be watching what's going on in terms of the expansion side. We have saw a little bit of pullback on that over the last you know, reports, obviously, with the strong prices. Does that bring some more back in? But we got to balance those prices against these grain prices that are out there. So I'll be just kind of curious to see where the hog numbers are going forward. You know, obviously, we've had a strong demand market that's really pushed prices to, you know, these levels that we're seeing here and maybe a little bit of profit ticking going on now. But the fundamentals overall are still staying relatively supportive. So I'm kind of curious what that market wants to do after we get those numbers. The focus is still in the hog market. What's going on with China on the demand side? We got their ag ministry coming out the other day saying the hog herd is at you know, 400 million plus head back to 2017 levels. And you know that kind of contradicts all the African swine fever talk that we heard the prior couple of weeks and the issues there that maybe gave hogs their push to the over that $100 area. So it's all going to still show up in the exports and what happens there. Does this product keep moving? Right now we're down about 5% on, on hog kills from slaughters from last year. So that's kind of showing a tighter picture. And that's some of that strength that's in this hog market right now is just these tighter numbers with this good demand. Yeah, let's go ahead. We just mentioned China because of African swine fever. Let's talk about China for another reason. They've been on a real shopping spree lately, it seems. They've just purchased a ton of corn, but just how much corn have they been buying? Last week, they picked up over 150 million bushels of old crop corn. That's why we saw that strength run out in that May and the July contracts because, again, that's corn that uh, they want to get on the boats and try to get out of here as soon as we can. Now, that's still something we got to watch, and we did get export inspections, and those shipment numbers yesterday stayed strong, close to 2 million metric tons, just under that. That'll be three weeks in a row that we're seeing numbers around that area. That's So that's a sign that we're moving this product out. Now, last week in the corn prices, we saw the front months really kind of jump again. 
again, maybe reflecting what's going on in the countryside in terms of the cash market. You know, basis levels have been tightening up in some regions because they're trying to get as much corn pulled in to get it to the Gulf so they can get it going now because now is when the corn shipping program really picks up versus the soybean program that we've been dealing with over the last handful of months. So, you know, keep an eye on those cash markets. If you're sitting on some old crop corn, you know, we got a fairly big, re- we got a big report. Let's just put it that way in terms of acres and grain stocks at the end of the month. I've been talking with some guys about making sure you move a little in here too, just to reward the rally. If we get something and go back to those those highs here on the May contract, uh, but uh, might be an opportunity to move some bushels out here before we get a big report at the end of the month. But then make sure you somehow stay in the market using some out of the money strategies just in case things get crazy this summer. Market advisor John Heinberg with Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson out of West Bend is along with us. John should have asked you this at the beginning, but if folks want to get a hold of you, how can they do so? Again, love to chat with them anytime. Give me a call at 800-334-9779 or shoot me an email at johnh at totalfarmmarketing.com. All right. So something that I wanted to get to you uh, about, uh, we were talking about it before we went on air, soybean oil is actually playing a a role in the grain markets. What, What are you seeing there? Well, soybean oil has been on an explosive rally here over the last handful of months, uh, basically on the global demand for edible oils. We've seen continued rises in, in basically palm oil prices can, and canola oil prices. And, and you know, we're just watched soybean oil yesterday just explode to limit higher move in the May contract, $2 plus higher per, per pound on the, on the July contract, still firmer again this morning. Again, this does go back to the, what's happening in China. China, basically, soybean oil stocks are at their lowest level in three years and they are looking for this edible oil some of this is the fact that they've slowed some of their crushing capacity down in terms of soybean meal here maybe that's some of the african swine fever maybe that's just dollars and cents and that's tightening up those stockpiles so we've probably seen them be active in the soybean or the edible oil market in general and that's what really kind of gave soybeans a little bit of a boost yesterday and, and during the day and again they're still kind of giving some support today i'm looking at that may contract up another 80 cents today so so it's something to keep an eye on here because, uh, you know, first off, beyond just the edible oil side of the equation, and we've got this talk of going to a greener movement and soybean oil is going to be a key component in the biodiesel factor. And if we see some increased usage there as well, that's also just going to keep the, that soybean market extra supported as those components are a big factor. Now, with that move yesterday, not that I expect it to happen. We do have actually expanded limits on soybeans today, expanded limits on soybean meal as well as oil. So so something really did kick in. Beans could move a dollar five one way or another today at the at the expanded limit. Like I said, not counting on that happening, but it's out there as a potential. John, believe it or not, we're already out of time. So one more time, how can we get a hold of you if we need to? Sure, Josh. Again, love to chat with them anytime. Give me a call at 800-334-9779 or shoot me an email at johnh at totalfarmmarketing.com. And don't forget to check out our website at totalfarmmarketing.com for a lot of information as well as webinars that we host. Awesome. That is Market Advisor John Heinberg. John, we'll catch up with you next week, okay? Thanks, Josh. Have a great week. Yep, you as well. Catch you later. They are out of West Bend, the good folks at Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson. Lots to watch out for today. China keeps buying corn. What's happening with African swine fever? Soybean oil is playing a factor in the markets. And as always, for the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin.